0: Welcome into OutKick the Show. I am your fearless leader Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Fridays wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. Right off the top we got a UFC event going on this weekend and you have a chance to make a lot of money with very little risk. $5 to win, $150. All you have to do is pick the winner Poirier or McGregor. That's Poirier or McGregor. All you have to do is bet five dollars. Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, West Virginia, Colorado, Tennessee, Michigan, Virginia, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey, among other states. All you have to do five dollar new user bet five dollars to win one hundred and fifty dollars. That's a thirty to one pick out, uh, payout. Pick a winner. That's all you have to do for Saturday. Pick a winner uh, with the championship that is going on there. Encourage you. Uh, to go get your bets in on the UFC. Fanduel.com slash Clay. That is Fanduel.com slash Clay. All right, lots of news stories to get into today. I want to encourage you to go uh, give us five stars on this podcast if you're listening on the podcast or if you're just watching on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Thanks to all the YouTube support out there. If you're just listening... Encourage you to go out there and give us five stars, write a funny or a witty review and I will read those aloud in the next couple of days of shows which will begin in theory on Monday again. Uh, also encourage you to go sign up for the Clay and Buck podcast. We are one of the most listened to podcasts in the country over the first three weeks of the show. We have now finished all of those shows. This week's guest, uh, Tucker Carlson, Bill O'Reilly, Megan Kelly among others, encourage you Uh, to go check that out. You will be glad that you did. The CDC has finally gotten around to telling you what has been true for a very long time. That is schools are able to open safely. I know that. Because my own kids went to school last August and went throughout the entire school year and we had no issues at my kids' elementary school. Many of you were also fortunate enough to have kids in person. I know a lot of you were not. The CDC has now come out and said not only is it safe to be back in school which is clearly and readily apparent but also no need to wear a mask if you are vaccinated. The problem is if you backdoor read that report kids under the age of 12 aren't able to be vaccinated right now. So arguably some people are going to say that kids under the age of 12 need to be vaccinated and also kids over the twelve age of 12 need to be vaccinated or else they need to wear masks. The problem is the data does not support this at all. British research I read this in the Wall Street Journal last night I am hitting it for you now. Uh, they did a study of healthy kids. Uh, they said that there were 470,000 confirmed COVID cases in kids. 25 uh, of those kids actually died. but only six deaths were in previously healthy kids. This is all over England. And since we know the rate of infection in kids is four to five times the reported rate the real COVID death rate and this is from Alex Berenson the real COVID death rate in healthy kids in England was six kids died out of about two or two and a half million who were infected. That is one in 300,000 or 1 in 400,000. In other words, your kids are under greater risk of death driving around your neighborhood in a car than they are from COVID. And there is absolutely no reason whatsoever to require in any way that we need masks uh, in schools or that kids need to be vaccinated for this. This is going to turn into a real battle. I think moms and grandmas in particular are ready to go to war in much of this country over kids being back in school and over them being back in school without needing masks. Teachers aren't in danger. They never have been in danger from kids in schools. But they can all be vaccinated now making their actual risk rate nearly zero. Uh, so the evidence is clear as day as clear and transparent as it can possibly be all schools need to be open and no kids need to be wearing masks and no kids based on the data need to be vaccinated because they are not in danger at all from COVID the risk of death in England was 1 in 300 or 1 in 400,000 that is about as low of a death rate as you can possibly get from an illness again the seasonal flu is far more dangerous to young children than COVID is. Now if your kids are not healthy you can make different decisions but if you have young healthy kids they don't need to be vaccinated at all. And also can we stop talking as if in some way masks are a panacea as if masks represent anything other than cosmetic theater. They lectured us. They did forever about how much better other countries were doing handling COVID almost always because those other countries had less fat people less unhealthy people than the United States. But the New York Times I'm going to read some of these. This Steve Deese went through and put this together. Uh, from the New York Times last June is the secret to Japan's virus success right in front of its face. They've been wearing masks like crazy in Japan. Uh, Japan crushed COVID-19 by masking while Trump mocks masks. A lesson from Japan's fight against coronavirus it's national review masks help. If 80 per Vanity Fair wrote in May of 2020 if 80% of Americans wore masks COVID-19 infections would plummet we got there, didn't happen. Uh, The Washington Post said as infections ebb Japan's hopes it's cracked the COVID code by living with COVID via masking Wired said it's that Japan had proven masks work. Public mask wearing compliance in Japan has been over 80% for 16 months. So with 16 months of masking guess what happened in the least obese industrialized country in the world? The mask couldn't prevent another COVID state of emergency even within a healthy population. Masks don't work. They certainly don't work in any kind of significant fashion and the way that we are implementing mask regulations in the United States are laughable and have been laughable from the first moment. You have to wear a mask on an airplane except when you eat or drink. What purpose does that make? You have to wear a mask initially back in the day in a restaurant except when you sit down at your table and start to eat or drink so you only wear a mask while you're walking through the restaurant again all of these mask rules are nonsensical they have been cosmetic theater from the start Japan now is requiring no fans be present at the Tokyo Olympics they are setting all-time COVID highs right now and they've been wearing masks for 16 months The virus is going to spread and one reason it has stopped spreading very significantly in the United States is because people like me already had COVID. There are probably a hundred million or more of us in the United States who have already had COVID if you combine that with the fact that we have so many people who have already been vaccinated. Now some of those people being vaccinated already have had COVID too but we have got hundreds of millions of people now with COVID antibodies in the United States. That's why the numbers are going down precipitously. I've got COVID antibodies. A lot of you do. You can go get tested if you want to know if you have COVID antibodies for 25 bucks. I went into my local grocery store, uh, pharmacy. It was super simple and they told me I have COVID antibodies. I don't know how long I've had them uh, but there's no point in me getting uh, a vaccine because I've already got the COVID antibodies which is the entire point of the vaccine but the Tokyo Olympics to me are a significant story here Uh, in terms of being canceled masks again it's all cosmetic theater let me tell you something Uh, BLM which is rapidly declining into obscurity again you ever notice how BLM cycles up every four years when the Democrats need to win a presidential election 2016 out of nowhere Hillary Clinton against Donald Trump Ferguson, BLM the BLM <clears throat> protests are everywhere you can't escape them uh, and then they kind of disappear and then 2020 all of a sudden we got another election and just like clockwork BLM protests cycle back up stay prepared BLM will suddenly re-emerge in 2024 America will be a super racist country uh, because they will be manufactured once more to cycle back to the top of the news cycle because they theoretically help Democrats to paint Republicans and everybody who's not left-wing as super racist. Well BLM every now and then blips up when they say hey the nuclear family is uh, is awful even though there's tons of evidence out there the most successful backdrop that any kid can have is a mom and a dad. Uh, BLM says the U.S. flag is a symbol of hate. Let me repeat that BLM says the U.S. flag this is BLM Utah I don't know how many BLM Utah members there are uh, but they put out an official statement saying the United States flag is a symbol of hate. And I mean really this is where we're headed, right? We went from oh the Confederate statues have to come down uh, to we want the Lincoln Memorial down we want the Washington Monument down uh, we want Ulysses S. Grant statues torn down basically everything came under siege And now the United States flag according to BLM is a symbol of hate. It won't be long until BLM is demanding that we create a new flag that is more inclusive. Uh, This is just where we are. They want to destroy American cultural institutions. Um, Interesting story. We've been talking a lot about the fallout of Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor. And I got asked in the mailbag today which I'd encourage you to go read at outkick.com Uh, What about Rachel Nichols filing a lawsuit? What are the chances that she would have a lawsuit she's able to file? I think they're good Uh, because if you think about it she was recorded without her knowledge in her hotel room someone at ESPN then grabbed, maybe multiple people grabbed that audio of what she said and sent it out and by the way this is pretty funny if you ever wondered how obsolescent uh, Deadspin has become remember Deadspin the site? They got this tape over a year ago and chose not to uh, not to report on it because they said it wasn't newsworthy and then on July 4th the New York Times what I believe received uh, the tapes uh, and I think this leak was done on behalf of Maria Taylor who's trying to make as much money as she possibly can as her contract is almost up. Uh this story comes out. Rachel Nichols then loses her ability to report from the sidelines of the NBA in addition to having lost already her NBA Finals uh, halftime hosting job. Now, to me, what is uh, interesting about this story is Rachel Nichols, if she's being taken at face value, said in that tape that she had it in her contract that uh, I just want them to go somewhere else. It's in my contract, by the way. This job is in my contract in writing. Um, And so if she's true about that if she's correct then she would clearly, Rachel Nichols have a lawsuit against ESPN and be able to sue them for violating the terms of her contract. I also think that she would have a tort-related lawsuit based on the taping of this conversation and its dissemination. First of all, she was in Florida theoretically. This was recorded in Connecticut which is where ESPN is based. Um, and that would clearly have done great injury to Rachel Nichols employment prospects. I'm not sure that she can continue to cover the NBA after this story blows up. Will players continue to talk to her? Uh, I don't know. Uh, But Rachel Nichols has a clear lawsuit that she could file against ESPN. I think what's going to end up happening is ESPN is going to settle this case uh, by paying her either a lot of money in a contract extension or They're going to pay her a lot of money and just sideline her and effectively her career will for a large part be over. Maybe they'll pay her, she'll be able to go off on her own start a podcast, do whatever else she may think is viable but there's no doubt that Rachel Nichols has significant grounds for a lawsuit presuming she hasn't settled this case already. Now I believe Maria Taylor's camp leaked this to the New York Times because I think she benefits immensely as a general rule if somebody isn't quoted in an article and the entire article makes them look better, and they say they decline comment, you can usually bet that they have talked behind closed doors off the record with whoever is writing the story. And so the reports were that Maria Taylor wanted eight million dollars a year in order to equal Stephen A money. Now, I saw multiple different reporters today put out that Stephen A makes 12 million dollars a year at ESPN right now. Let me repeat that. Stephen A 12 million dollars a year. First of all props to him. I am in favor of anybody making as much money as they possibly can uh, in an industry that I do. Uh, I look at it as like hey man when a quarterback gets big money in the NFL if I'm another NFL quarterback I am super happy I'm texting that guy congrats way to go. Uh, You deserve as much money as you possibly can because from a salary perspective salaries rising a rising tide lifts all boats, right? So if Stephen A is making $12 million a year it is interesting however Stephen A is making more money I believe this is correct than any coach in America football and basketball coaches obviously the highest paid I don't think any of them make more than $12 million a year. So Stephen A. Smith in theory he's up there with uh, we'll see what Skip's making with what Colin Cowherd's making your boy ain't doing too bad either. Uh, Way up there in terms of the height of salaries as it pertains to media figures sports media in particular in America props to Stephen A. But the reason he makes $12 million a year is because a ton of people care what he has to say about a variety of different subjects. Whereas I don't think that's true of either Maria Taylor or Rachel Nichols. Ultimately you get paid based on how many people tune in to listen to you or to watch you and there are a lot of people who will do that for Stephen A and his audience would follow him. I'm not sure the same thing is true of other figures in uh, the sports media universe but props to Stephen A on reportedly making $12 million a year. Speaking of $12 million a year Apple is going to pay a lot more than $12 million a year Uh, They are evidently in pursuit of the NFL Sunday ticket. Reports out there that DirecTV, which has had the NFL Sunday ticket for a long time, is not going to be extending with the NFL. DirecTV falling on hard times as the cable and satellite bundle diminishes number of subscribers precipitously. And there is talk that Apple, that ESPN Plus, and that maybe Amazon are all after the NFL Sunday ticket. And you can see if Apple and or Amazon these tech companies really wanted to move into the sports rights arena you can see how the NFL Sunday ticket could make a ton of sense to both both with Amazon Prime and with Apple uh, with the ability to distribute all of those games to everyone. I love this idea because I think you should be able to watch any game you want from your phone or from your laptop or certainly streaming in your home on television. I have been long frustrated by the idea. This is the, the the proposition that I put out there. I think the NFL should treat its games on Sunday like the NCAA tournament did. Let me explain what I mean by this. Remember back in the day, if you're old enough, if you're as old as I am, maybe a little bit younger, you would only get one game on CBS during the NCAA Tournament and if you wanted to watch any other game you had to go to a sports bar or you had to stream it uh, in order to watch the out of market game and then to their credit CBS and Turner came up with what I think is a really brilliant plan. CBS and Turner decided they were going to put every game on so that you could choose what you wanted to watch. They were going to put them on True TV, TBS TNT and CBS and they're going to put the scores up in the corner of the television screen so you could see every minute and didn't have to rely on a cut-in those of us who were old enough to remember they'd cut you in on your game at the very end of another game and you might see a made shot or a close game finish now they found that the ratings actually went up substantially instead of cannibalizing the audience what it did was everybody was given the choice to watch whichever game they wanted And the overall viewership of the NCAA tournament went up substantially. I think if the NFL put every game on and you were able to go to a variety of different channels and they segmented when the games were kicking off a bit better I think the overall viewership of the NFL would go up. Now some of you are saying well I watch NFL Sunday Ticket or uh, you already have NFL Sunday Ticket because you have DirecTV or some of you are saying you watch Red Zone or uh, whatever the uh, the other tagline is basically where you flip around games throughout the day and I understand I watch that with no commercials I watch it as well uh Scott Hansen but I would rather have all the scores up on the screen and be able to pick any game that I want to watch anywhere in the country as opposed to getting whatever the local regional game is that you might want to watch you may not be a fan you might not be a fan of the local team that is always on in your marketplace and I think you should be able to choose whichever game you want to watch. Uh, Asked a question but before I get to that I want to tell you uh, about my friends at uh, let me dive in here I want to tell you all about my friends at My Dr. Hank. You know, I've been talking all week about how most people at ESPN don't have functional penises. That is, they can't work. And that stinks and I understand why that would make a lot of people at ESPN really uncomfortable But they should know that erectile dysfunction affects over half of all men but it doesn't have to make you feel like half of a man. Since 2017, My Dr. Hank has been making America hard again. My Dr. Hank helps you get low-cost ED meds and overcome the psychological and emotional barriers to getting ED treatment. They secure your prescription, ship it to you discreetly every month from U.S. pharmacies all for as low as $2 a pill. So don't wait, join the movement to make America hard again go to mydrhank.com slash clay and sign up today. Tell Dr. Hank I sent you he'll give you 50% off your first subscription order. That's mydoctorhankcom slash clay offer available only for a limited time. Uh, you know we are starting to leave Afghanistan uh, and we left in the dark of night from Bagram Air Force Base. We were there and then we vanished and we've now been there for nearly 20 years since 9-11. And I asked a question I thought it was an intriguing one about a couple of hours ago over 20,000 of you have voted. I said was it worth it for America to spend nearly 20 years in Afghanistan? Here's what I believe. I believe that as soon as we leave Afghanistan officially I think August 31st is the last day there'll be any American troops there. Right now the plan is. I think as soon as we leave Afghanistan It's going to almost rapidly become just exactly like it was before we got there. 20 years we were in Afghanistan I think the minute the United States pulls out the country goes almost exclusively back to what it was beforehand. Now I hope it doesn't turn into another breeding ground for terrorists. I hope another 9-11 doesn't get planned there. I hope that the Taliban doesn't allow Al-Qaeda or other terrorist institutions to develop and train and plan inside of their country. But, I'm fearful that's going to happen. And in the process we have spent nearly a trillion dollars of United States money in Afghanistan and after 20 years we're going to be pulling out and there's going to be almost no actual tangible results on the ground in terms of Afghan freedoms. I think we wasted our money. I think we made a really poor decision there. And so most of you agree. 86% 86% of my voters right now say no, it was not worth it for America to spend nearly 20 years in Afghanistan and sadly I think nearly 20,000 of you who voted in the first hour in change are correct. It never made any sense at all. Uh, all right, and if you didn't see it by the way the Scottish Open maybe we can have a fun clip that we put together here for you. Rory McIlroy had his club stolen I've never seen this before. A guy walked right up to his golf bag pulled the club out kept walking thought he was just going to get away. If you haven't seen that video it's a wild one to send you into the weekend. I hope all of you have fantastic Saturday and Sundays. I hope you get out and live your life to the fullest in the middle of the summer. I want you to know get your bets in on Poirier versus McGregor. Fanduel.com slash Clay a $5 bet for new users turns into $150 that is Fanduel.com slash Clay I am Clay Travis go subscribe to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show as well as give us 5 stars on Outkick the Show write a funny review I'll check those out and I will read some of those on this program DBAP unless you need to SBAP this has been Outkick the Show